Welcome, everybody, to episode 27 of the 10 Count Wrestling Podcast. We are coming to you not so live from the Palace of Virtue. Once again, it's the it's the dynamic duo, the man who got expelled from the old school, Chris Parcella, and... The 10th wonder of the world, Mr. Scrumpf. How are you today, Chris? I'm doing well, brother. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. So we are here. Um, we're back... Changing things up a little bit this week. I know we said that we were going to do a top 10 fantasy booking for the next year, but uh, there was a scheduling conflict with one of our guest hosts. The man so cool, Trip McNeely, signed his yearbook. Brian Fredrickson has to be out in your old stomping grounds, California and Texas this week. So we're going to be bringing that episode to you as soon as possible. I actually like that we were able to delay that episode because yeah. um, I would have spent a lot of my time with superstar shakeup picks. Yeah. Today is February, February, whew, <laughs> April 17th. So the superstar shakeup and WrestleMania have come and gone. Um, so that would have blown up our list a bit, wouldn't it? Have? I think so, yeah. A lot of my things would have been move, moves. Um, a couple that actually happened. So that'll be fun to talk Good. about. Nice. Um, so that'll be probably next, next episode, episode 28. But this week, um, inspired by Strem's brain and the Hall of Fame this year, or not the Hall of Fame, excuse me, the retirement of Kurt Angle at WrestleMania this year, it's going to be the top 10 Kurt Angle moments, matches, storylines, just your top 10, basically your top 10 Kurt Angle memories yeah. um, from his illustrious career. But before we get to that, like I said, WrestleMania is in the past. We're on the road to WrestleMania 36, officially. It's going to be in Tampa at the uh, with the pirate ship. Mm. Um, so what do you think of WrestleMania? Let's start with the kickoff show. Yeah. Uh, Tony Nese defeated Buddy Murphy for the Cruiserweight Championship in 10 minutes and 40 seconds. Yeah, I got that one wrong. I was I was going with the trend there. First of all, I thought the show overall, I'm giving a thumbs up. Um, you know, a celebration night, faces winning, all that type of stuff like we see in WrestleMania. Uh, this match I thought was, you know, a good little showcase for the Cruiserweights. Pretty consistent. They always go out and have a great match. So I thought it was good. Yeah, I definitely thought it was the best of the four mm-hmm. kickoff show matches. Um we did end up getting what I what I thought of, you know what we would get, and you know I know Pete and I had a little bit of a disagreement in the last episode with the title changes, but we definitely got a WrestleMania reset this year. Yeah, absolutely, um, a lot of new champions. Um, I felt bad to see Buddy Murphy lose because he was on hot, such a hot streak, but we'll get to that the yeah. why in a few minutes. Right. Um, next up, this this aggravated the hell out of me. Carmella won, not the Carmella won, the 17 woman WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. We're big old Carmella fans. Yeah. We're the Corey Graves of Carmella fans. <laughs> um, but she won by last eliminating Sarah Logan. I hated that for two reasons. One, Carmella spent half the match laying yeah. on the floor. You know, they pull that trick all the time. Yeah. And two, I was really hoping for something positive for the Riot Squad. You know they—they're one of my favorite acts. Yeah. All you know, all together, three super talented people. Liv Morgan's really coming into her own. You know, breaking away from, you know, right. being the face of the Riot Squad, and I don't mean the front and center. I mean, right. you know, yeah. the, you know what I mean. Right. I don't want to say the pretty one because I think they're all gorgeous in their own way. But mm-hmm. she was definitely, you know, the she's a prototype, right? Right. Um, she was the Divas Era type person right. of that, but she's awesome and she's super talented. I thought this would have been great for Sarah Logan. Yeah, um, you know, it, 
It just was. It reminded me of actually last year's match when um, Naomi did. Naomi the same did thing, the yeah. same. Like she came in and won for no reason at the end. Um, you know, Carmella has already had many moments to get Sarah Logan some steam behind her for what I would agree is a very uh, consistent and good uh, presence on, uh, on on Raw. I think Sarah Logan deserved it, so I, I'm with you. I, I hope to see more from Sarah Logan in 2019. Um, you know, maybe she'll. We will. Um, we'll, again, when we get when we get into the uh, superstar shakeup, we'll talk more about um, Sarah Logan and the rest of the squad. But trained by Takamichi Noko, by the way. Really? Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Which hopefully makes her she, uh, even cooler. Hopefully, you didn't train her on how to get eliminated from the Royal Indeed. Rumble. Oh God, I love that. Um, face bump. Oh, it's the best face bump ever. Anywho, um, next up, the worst match on the entire <laughs> WrestleMania card. Uh, what the absolute fuck. Yeah. The Revival lose the Tag Team Championships of Raw. To, again, I love Kurt Hawkins. I yeah. could take or leave Zack Ryder. But what the absolute fuck. Yeah, I didn't, I mean, I didn't like it. Um, the Revival had only recently gotten the t- titles... Um, it was on the pre-show anyway, so it wasn't like going to get a big pop on the main card. I, I just don't see the reason for it. It, I don't get it. I mean, if they're leaving, you know, I guess you know you lose on your way out. They won this week on Raw, but like, I just don't get it. They were they were champs for fifty five days, um, mm-hmm. you know, which that's is, not, not, not yeah, it's nothing to sneeze at. I mean, they don't. People don't keep the titles like they used to. Right. Um, I think they'll get them again, too. Um, I hope so. I hope they don't. I really I really and truly hope they don't leave. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Time will tell. Um, then on the main show, we open up with Alexa Bliss and Hulk Hogan. And then oh, yeah. we get Paul Heyman come down and yeah. demand. I thought this was great storytelling. I demand, if I'm not last... We're going to be first and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So we, but by the way, the, the men's battle royal, I think oh, we skipped. Oh, I'm sorry. I did. It's worthy of skipping. It's skippable. <laughs> Braun Strowman won. Thank God the SNL guys didn't win. And I think that's pretty much the story, right? Yeah. There was nothing, there was nothing interesting in there. Mm-hmm. No one really got to showcase themselves. Right. Um, I would have liked to see, you know, some life out of Luke Harper or, you know, EC3 or Tyler Breeze. Yeah. You know, I, I'm a big fan of all three of those guys, but nothing. It was... Yeah, it became the sideshow again, like when Gronk jumped in a couple of years ago. You know, it's it was the SNL show. Yeah. But in terms of the main card, Seth Rollins... Um, Is I mean, finally the Universal Champion. Right. Starting hot. I thought, I thought it was awesome. I'm glad that they started with that match. It got the crowd uh, into it right away. Um, it, it was just it was unexpected. Yeah, not, not that he won, but that it, that it kicked off the show. Um, it surprised me that he won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, me too. I I think I even predicted Brock, but I wasn't shocked that Rollins got the victory, especially when he when they came out first. I was like, there's no way they're gonna dump on the crowd to begin. Just the piss show. them off to start. Right. That's a very good point. <laughs> Um, next up, we had the match that I thought was going to open the show: mm. AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. A lot of people in, uh, in you know at the palace didn't care for this match. I thought it was really good. Um, yeah, I think it would have served better by opening yep. the show. You know, the crowd was really in a certain mood after uh, 
It right. was very weird. Right. Um, to the way they did that, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I thought um, it was a little bit boilerplate in terms of the spots that they've used. And if you remember me talking about the Randy Orton Rey Mysterio match from a couple of months ago, and they got really creative. I didn't see that type of creativity this time, but I mean, it was a solid performance for both guys. So. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, they've wrestled each other enough times where you can only do the RKO out of nowhere right. on the phenomenal forearm. So many times. So many. Right. They did mix it up a little bit. AJ faked the phenomenal forearm, mm-hmm. and Randy dropped to the mat like he was trying to do the RKO, but he got faked out. That was different. Yeah, that was that was cool. Um, I'm glad to see AJ get the win. Yeah. You know, I yep. want him to keep his steam. Yeah. Um, sure. Next up, you know, not not a great match. Um, it, it could have been a lot better considering the bodies in it. Yeah. The Usos retained the SmackDown tag titles, defeating Aleister Black and Ricochet, or Rico Chet, as I like to say. Yeah. Rusev and Nakamura and The Bar. The Bar. The Bar. Yeah, I, I thought um, I had very mixed feelings on this. I thought they got their spots in and had, had some um, some fun moments. But then, like, and this happened in the other mixed tag match, by the way. There were spots where, like, there was nobody even on the apron, like, waiting for a tag. That's for, like, their new thing. I minutes. hate that. Yeah. And, in fact, one point, Alistair Black actually got up and, like, stood next to the turnbuckle like he's supposed to. And then actually realized he wasn't supposed to be up there and just got down out of nowhere. So, I don't know. That, that type of, like, believability things that we've talked about before. Right. Um, but, you know... I'm, I'm actually glad the Usos won. They're like one of the few people that retained a championship uh, that night. Yeah, seven title changes. Yeah. There were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There were nine title matches and seven title changes. Wow. That's a fucking WrestleMania reset. Yeah. Technically, technically, there were eight, there were ten titles on the line and eight changed hands. Right. But there were nine title matches and seven changed hands. Right. We'll get there. Shane McMahon and The Miz... Falls count anywhere. I enjoyed this match too. I loved it. Like I'm, the more I think about it, the, the revival thing pissed me off. Mm-hmm. But overall, this is like a go, a really good. This is one of the better WrestleManias in the last couple of years. I I agree. I you know just based on gut feeling and reaction at the time, it's it's my favorite in the last probably five or six years. Maybe going back to thirty. Um, but I love this. We we sort of knew what was going to happen in this match. Maybe not who was going to win, but we knew there would be some ridiculous spot. Like this time it was off the camera tower. Mm. Mrs. Dad being involved and then becoming a meme afterwards yeah. is great. Um, so this match will have some staying power, and I thought it was... Um, I mean, I enjoyed it. We knew it was going to just be kind of an ugly brawl. The, the ending spot was fun. So That's my favorite great. one, by the way. <laughs> Mr. Miz versus Sub Zero in Mortal Kombat. Yep. Yeah. No, there was some, there were some real good ones. I like the one when uh, he was like fighting the black. So it, the the black hole picture kind of broke in the same. Oh right. Week. So he was involved in that. It was just funny. Internet is a great place. It is. Um, women's Tag Team Championship: Beth Phoenix and Natalia versus Nia Jackson Tamina versus the Boston Hug Connection versus the Iconics. Yes. We have new women's tag team champions, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. I yeah. ain't <laughs> I'm very happy with this result. I'm so damn happy with this. We This is one of those few times where we both, we actually both picked the Iconics. And, you know, out of, I think, rooting for them, I don't know if we necessarily thought that they would win. We knew they were getting good face time. 
But, um, you know, especially with the, how they pushed Nia Jax in the past and Beth Phoenix being back and and them trying trying to keep Sasha and Bailey happy. So for the Iconics to come out with the titles was was awesome. The match itself, like we talked about, all the powdering and nobody even being on the apron is so, whatever. Take it or leave it. We um we had a we had a full house in the Palace of Virtue. Um, you know, the Musikam Mahler was there. The man that gravity remembered was there. <laughs> um, Andrew W K Troy was there. Nice. The God of Hellfire, Team Steve. Wow. Kyle. Nickname not yet decided. Richie was there. We had a full house for WrestleMania. And um, yeah. we were like, how long is this match going to be? Right. And I said they would get um, like 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got 10.45. So I said they got a, would get 11 minutes because we yeah. picked like what time it was going to end. And I missed it by about 15 seconds. Wow. But even better, when the ring cleared out and Beth was getting up on the top rope, I go... Beth Phoenix is going to do the grand, grand slam off the top rope. She's not going to feel the tag, and the Iconics are going to win the tag titles. Wow. And then what unfolded? Wow. Hire me, Vince! <laughs> yeah. I called that shit. I like it. No, hey. I... And it was, but it was a different finish. I just... Yeah. I'm... Just they, they were in the Iconics corner. Mm-hmm. Like, if they were somewhere else, I, they, they, could have, they could have telegraphed it a little less, but... Right, right. I had my eye open for that one. Yeah. No, it was a good one. I and I'm happy for the Iconics. By the way, Peyton Royce's shoot name is as good, if not better, of a wrestling name. If she what were an All American babyface, mm-hmm. Cassie McIntosh would yeah. be an awesome name. That is really like I'm as American as apple pie. Hey y'all, I'm Cassie McIntosh. Right. And I'm coming to the World Wrestling Federation to take you on, Peyton <laughs> Royce. Like that would be oh, that's a great name. It is a great name. It is a great name. And if she ever uh, ends up going off on her own... that You know what? That. that could be her softball regional wrestling name. <laughs> Cassie McIntosh. Tuscaloosa, Oklahoma. Um, the match, everybody knew the ending to, but nobody cared that it happened. Well, nobody was upset when it happened. Right. Kofi Kingston, after 11 years, defeats Daniel Bryan to win the WWE Championship. I'm yeah. super happy for Kofi. Me too, and um, you know, there was I had my slight doubts at times with this because I, I, you know, what they think of Daniel Bryan, they love him. His story is some is incredible. So I had that tiny bit. I was like, oh man, maybe they're not going to pull the trigger, and I'm really glad they did. What a moment for Kofi! Um, the man, pride of Winchester was, High School. So Kofi Kingston, former BC Eagle. I might have said this on the show before. He actually wrestled in the Sons of Italy wrestling tournament, Wilmington's wrestling tournament. Uh, Winchester's invited every year. There's a good chance I clerked his match because I was in JV my freshman year. He would have been a senior. or I think it was a senior. And uh, we were running the tables like at any wrestling tournament. So, oh, so shit. So we, yeah. Our freshman year, we probably ran into him and didn't even notice. Yeah, you were probably there too. Yeah. He took spray. He goes to the Sons of Italy. So... I know. Who knows? We were probably behind him in line for to buy a sandwich or something. Right. Um, you know, not I. I don't get political on the show, but I think this was cool for African American kids. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, we've had. I'm 35. Mm-hmm. We've had since WrestleMania one. All of the champions mm-hmm. have been at least half white. Right. You know, 
it, and it, it's it's really cool like to see grown men, African American men cry because yeah. they saw something that they never thought would be possible. Like I thought it was really cool, you know, to see video of like MVP and Shad Gaspard yeah. watching WrestleMania together and openly weeping because their friend and their you know. Yeah, I don't want to say brother, but you know, a guy they can relate to, and you know, they see themselves in Kofi. Right. You know, that opens the doors for all of them. And be like, maybe you know, I can I can be champion. And little kids growing yeah. up who you know the ten year olds who their whole life have seen Roman and Cena and Lesnar and Owens and right. all deserving right, right. champions. Now they they see somebody. You know, not just on the basketball court, on the football field, or yeah. on the pitcher's mound, or, you know, hockey wears masks. But you know what I mean? Like, now wrestling, they, you know, they have a voice. And I think it's just, it's really cool. Yeah, I totally agree. And it was a bit of a blind spot for me, because um, we've had um, champions, but I guess really never a fully 100% African-American with this strap, we've had Booker T with the old World Heavyweight Championship. Right. We've had The Rock with, but he was uh, mixed race, as you mentioned. Right. So it was a big deal, and I think it was a bigger deal because I think these guys, uh, black or white or whatever, I think they all love Kofi, and uh, I think that was part of it too. And it was yeah. a, it was just a fun moment. I mean, for a guy that's been in the WWE, um, you know, main roster since two thousand seven, mm-hmm. you know, is it in some way a Thanks for everything. Mm-hmm. Championship run, yes, but yeah. who cares? Yeah, you know, how many guys? How many guys got a run just right. because? Yeah, there's been a lot of guys that have spent a decade or more. Around, you know, I, I love Heath Slater, but I don't think he's ever going to get a run. You know, no guys like um, Tito Santana never got the big strap. I mean, know? very soon. I don't know when we're going to get to do it, but very soon we have to do the top ten guys. To never be WWE champion. Mm-hmm. I did it on the old show, mm-hmm. but there's so many guys yeah. that didn't and were deserving. You know, there's your Razors, your Hennings, your DiBiases, your Owen Hart's. Right. Um, you know, those are Piper. Those are the big five everybody talks about. Mm-hmm. You know, Dusty didn't spend enough time in WWE, but there's right. so many guys that were so good. Yeah. You no, know, and talk about you know. Black wrestlers, you know, African American wrestlers that were so good, yeah, they never got there. You know, right? I mean, is JYD, you know, mm-hmm. was he world champion material, or should he have been intercontinental? You know, there's a fine line. You know, yeah. not every white guy should be world champion, and not every black guy should be world champion. Right. But there was some really good African American, you know, yeah. or black wrestlers that didn't get the shot. You know, God damn, like look at look at. Big E should have been champion yeah. years ago. Yeah. It's still time for him, too, by the way. There I think um, depending on what direction they go with him, um, he's always had to look the build um, when he was the monster backing up uh, Ziggler and things like that. Um, so, you know, I think it, and this just helps. This just helps open the door. Like, I just Wikipedia African American professional wrestlers mm-hmm. just, you know, to, to look over some of the names of guys that, you know, why didn't they get a shot? Um, you know, Booker, while he got the heavyweight title, he also he could have been the WWE champion. Shelton Benjamin could have been the Shelton WWE Benjamin champion a great easily. Example. Um, Beverly Brothers. Beverly Brothers. They're not black. But they're not black, but we love them anyway. <laughs> um, I mean, there's there's a there's a time. Bobby Lashley. There's still time for him. Yeah. Um, 
You know, there's a lot of really talented names that yeah, bad probably news, Alan should have come. Oh, God, bad news. Bad news, sure. Brown, two others. Um, he's he's very well regarded in the industry, which I didn't realize. Um, and, like, guys like Edge and Christian and a lot just love, love yeah. to go out of their way to bring him up. Big on the Canadian circuit. Yeah, Big yeah. Big name on the Canadian circuit. a good point. Circuit. Bret Hart. Yep. Um, but, yeah, so... Moving on, but I, I just wanted to, you know, make that point. It's really cool to, for them, you know, for yeah. an entire culture to finally get some rep- representation. Yeah. And just, instead it's of just seeing deal. another white guy be the champion. Right. Um, United States Championship match. Samoa Joe's WrestleMania debut yeah. lasted a minute, <laughs> and he squashed Rey Mysterio. I thought that was great. Yeah, I mean, I, selfishly. We needed a breather. Yeah, selfishly. I could see the the time horizon that this show was facing, and I to, to have a minute long match it was nice. Um, and as you know, Joe is believable in that type of squash match. It doesn't kill Rey Mysterio. I love Rey, but apparently he was hurt, so this that was part. It's of It's not like they ran out and did a roll up either. Like Joe caught right. him in his choke. Like right. that's mm-hmm. that could happen in a real fight. So mm-hmm. it was very believable. Mm-hmm. Um, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Yeah. You missed it. We had about an hour's worth of just talking like this. <laughs> Roman. Oh, it was... There was yeah. some seriously fucked up stuff said as Drew McIntyre. <laughs> it was oh, bad. I don't believe that at all. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Roman, you beat cancer, but you're not going to beat me. <laughs> oh, man. That kind of stuff. It I'm was, it was by not the, nice. By the way, the reason I didn't come is because I went to bed at about 3 a.m. in... Foxwoods and woke up at about 8 a.m. And by the way, I slept on the floor, which is a different story for a different day. But um, yeah, we we had four people trying to stay in one king bed, which did not work. Otherwise, I would have been happy to drive up and, and scream in a Scottish accent. But Rock of Ages. I'm lucky I made it to the end of WrestleMania. So yeah, I saw Rock of Ages, which by the way, I'm not a big musical guy, but that was damn good. As far as the match... I thought there was some good storytelling here. Yeah. I thought it was a decent match. Nothing, um, you know, it's not going to win match of the year, but it, it did both guys some favors. Roman, we knew, was going to win. Right. There's no way he was losing. So, In hindsight, this might have been one of the most predictable WrestleManias of all time, mm-hmm. but it was still really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Triple H defeated Batista in 24 minutes and 45 seconds. Yeah. I liked it. I mean, Batista screwed up his entrance at the beginning. <laughs> Tripped over the ropes. But I liked it. It was. Yeah. It is what it is. Like, it w- it went a little long for my taste. Um, yeah, they they definitely could have shaved a few minutes off. Yeah, but I thought it was pretty. It was pretty good. It, it stayed to the no hold holds barred. I did like Triple H ripping out the nose ring and stuff. It was awesome. It got pretty. Uh, Pretty nasty for a bit. And then Flair running down. Flair making his presence known was great. Um, but, I mean, it does smack a little bit of Triple H putting himself over again. I have no problem with him winning because Batista's not going to wrestle ever again. But, like, he has a big entrance. He wrestles for 25 minutes and a big spot in the card. Like, you know, this card was long enough. You're so anti-click. <laughs> You're so anti-click. I am, but... uh you know, how many times have we seen a 25-minute match? For See, I sent this on the text message to you guys, and it was after we recorded the show. I got to bring it up. Triple H is in a no-win situation here. 
If yeah. he wins, oh, he won't put it over Batista, is what the internet will say. And if he loses and retires, oh, he's just stealing Kurt's thunder. Yeah. Triple H is in a lose-lose situation here. Batista requested to wrestle Triple yeah. H. I mean, what are they going to do? A uh, fuck finish with a double DQ? Right, no, I don't I don't have any problem with him winning this match, especially if Batista's just going to pop in and out. Um, Batista apparently retired, too. So yeah. Batista just wanted one more match. Right. And Batista had never lost a Triple H prior to this. So I think yeah. part of it was Batista being like, you made me, yeah. let me put you over, and then and yeah. leave. Yeah, no, exactly. It's more the... Um, Triple H is in the click and he won. I get no, it. I no, get it's, it. It's the time dedicated to it. He has. He always has a super elaborate entrance. God knows how much they spent on entrances. It was great, though. It was cool. It was a Mad Max entrance. I loved it. It was pretty cool. Um, but, you know, he, it smacks of Barry Horowitz to me a little bit. <laughs> Not the wrestler um, in terms of talent. I mean, in terms of self-back padding. And Stephanie's favorite match of the night, Kurt Angle's farewell tour, ended... Oh. With Baron Corbin getting the win. <laughs> you made me almost just cough, uh, spit out my drink. Yeah, uh, you know what? That's what his fucking music sounds like. I me. love his song, by the way. I do too. I just don't know what they're saying. Jim Johnson's last uh, songs. I was pleasantly surprised by this. I think it speaks to um, two things. Kurt Angle was not going to let... He was going to put somebody over going out, which I think is a, a testament to him. And how much he has understood this business, um, and then Baron Corbin is underrated. I think he's got some great uh, his finishing moves. He's got a couple are really good. I love his character. He's getting major heat even at the Hall of Fame. Um, I know people were like, "Oh, it's not enough for Kurt," but this is going to do a lot for Baron Corbin. Yeah, uh, and and so I'm actually not. Too disappointed with with how it turned out. I loved it. <laughs> Good. Part of me loved it just because I know Steph was just like furious. Stephanie hates. Baron she fucking Corbin. hates him. I thought she was never going to talk to me again when she saw me in a vest two weeks ago. <laughs> thought she was done with me as far as that goes. She like audibly whenever he comes out, she's like he makes my skin crawl and like you know it. It's so funny. It, it reminds me of when I was like. Six or seven, and just and just eating it up, and uh, so it's, it is it's, a lot of fun. Her <laughs> hatred for Baron Corbin is like our hatred for mm-hmm. the Million Dollar Man when we were kids. Mm-hmm. But now it's like our hatred for Roman and Cena. It's like fuck you, you yeah, suck, I'm go sick away. So, so yeah. Um, Intercontinental Championship changed hands as the Demons yeah. defeated Bobby Lashley. The Demon is undefeated. Which just ruins every demon match because you know he's not yeah. going to lose. Talk about predictable. Yeah, um, and I think that they had to shorten this up because this was this probably happened around midnight, maybe a little bit before midnight. This match um, sounds about right. So um, you know it wasn't the greatest match, but it was cool to see the demon. We hadn't seen him in it been a, it had been a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, winner takes all triple threat match for both the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships. Becky Lynch defeated Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey in 21 minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah. I feel like it didn't live up to the hype. I would agree with that. I, the the it, finish was out of nowhere. A one-on-one match would have been better. Yeah. 
a lot of no-selling. And I like, I really like two out of three of the competitors in the match. Yeah. But, you know, it's not their fault. It was rushed. You know, it was a long-ass night. You know, can you shave a few minutes here or there from other matches to make and let this one kind of breathe a little bit, as Fandango would say? Let it breathe. Right. Let it breathe. Right. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe Kofi and Brian only go twenty minutes instead of twenty four minutes, and maybe did Dave and Triple H only go twenty instead of twenty five without right. entrances. Right. Um, you know, maybe say, "Hey, Demon, speed it up a little bit." Right. Um, yeah. In retrospect, I think Becky picking up so much steam over the last year or so, if. I think probably the initial plan was to have Charlotte versus Ronda probably a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they had to put Becky in because of how over she was getting. Right. I think When she turned heel over the summer, like, yeah. people just lost their shit. Yeah, but I do think that a one-on-one match would have just been... Um, it would have been like the Hogan-Andre type level of... This is it, you know, Ronda versus Charlotte. Can you believe this? Right. And... Um, Triple threats are wonky anyway, and, and you can do them well, but <clears throat> I don't know. It, it was not a, it was not my favorite match of the night. It could have been a lot better. That being said, I do have this pre-ordered, and it will be getting delivered in August. Oh, yeah. It's a <laughs> Becky Lynch, uh, the man, Funko Pop. Yeah, yeah th- I mean, props to Becky for getting herself into that scene. Right, she she's a little bit of Austin, and she's a little she's a little bit Austin. She's a little bit CM Punk. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot, you know, talent. Strictly talking about talent today, there's a lot to really, really like and respect and appreciate about Becky Lynch. Yeah, it's like you can, you can never have too much talent. I'm not saying um, it, it it just changed their plans, but um, but it's good because now now Ronda's going and trying to get pregnant, so uh, they need. People like Becky and and Sarah Logan and Alexa Bliss. Morgan and Alexa Bliss. Yeah, there's more 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 room at the top. And Lacey. Lacey fucking (laughs) Evans. Hell yeah, let's get into it. She should be give her both titles tomorrow. Superstar (laughs) shakeup happens on uh, I apologize for the loud pop on everybody's ears, but I got really excited by talking to talk about this. Um, superstar shakeup happens. Let's go over the moves to the Raw roster. Mm-hmm. The Miz, Cedric Alexander, Alexander, Andrade, Zelina Vega, Rey Mysterio, The Usos, Naomi, Eric Young, which breaks up Sanity, yeah. Ricochet, Aleister Black, EC3, The yeah. Viking Experience, yeah. formerly known as The War Raiders. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I assume Samoa Joe, because mm-hmm. of what happened, they need, the, they need the U.S. belt on Raw. Right. And AJ Styles. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. That opens us up for a lot of really fun and intriguing feuds. Um, I can't wait for the first time we get AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins one-on-one. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be fucking great. Yeah. Um, Eric Young breaking up Sanity. I didn't care for that too much, but they were all just kind of spinning yeah. their wheels. So yeah, that's... I guess it made sense to make you know make that move. Um, Viking Experience. That's such a fucking stupid name. <laughs> Apparently, they were going to call them the Berserkers. No way. And change their mind. Uh, well, I mean, I'm for a good reason, right? Right. I mean, Huff. Yeah. Huff. But how about Huff. how about just like the, the Nordic Vikings or 
Right. You or know what the I mean? Vikings. The Vikings is fine. The experience part really makes it stupid. Because it, what yeah. it does is instead of them being Vikings, yeah. by calling them an experience, right. now they're cosplayers right, that are say, giving you a Viking experience. Like, why not just call them like the Civil War reenactment? Or something, right. You know what I mean? It's I, That's I a very you. good analogy. <laughs> That's So, I mean, two things. One, does Marvel have the trademark to War Machine? Mm-hmm. Um, isn't that a Marvel character? I don't know. I thought it was like a UFC guy, right? I know it's a fucking... Yeah, Don Cheadle's... Um, American Iron Man character in the okay. Avengers. It's the Iron Man suit in red, white, gotcha. and blue. That's called War Machine. So maybe they have a trademark. Uh, was, yeah. And while it was floating under the radar in NXT, hey, shut up! <laughs> yeah, fine. Maybe they got away with it. The God of Hellfire is here to ruin the show. Um, <laughs> I hope the mic picked that up. By it way. did. I could hear him through here. Um, but changing their names from Hanson and Roe. To Ivar and Eric, mm-hmm. like Ivar is a very Viking yeah. name. Like that's fine, but give a be- get a better tag team name. Christ on a bike. Yeah, who knows? Maybe maybe they'll end up changing it. You know, they've done it for so many in the past. I mean, I I think overall I was I was fine with all the moves. Um, poor Cedric Alexander. Can they in the two hundred five group? Can't they just throw him in a random tag match? Like what? He was the only one that was just like, oh, by the way, Cedric Alexander is coming too. He, like they showed like his picture or something. Well, Eric Young, the same thing. He didn't. Yeah, work. that's true. But we got to see the in-ring debut. Yes. Of a lady. Yes. Lacey Evans. I'll let I'll I'll defer to you on this I one. I am so impressed. I'm so excited. She hey, is. Guys. Hello. She is. Um, gonna just shoot right to the top. I, super. I can't wait. Super talented. She's tough. She's great in the ring. Uh, she's lovely. Thank so, you, oh, you're well. Anytime. <laughs> Is that the goddess of Hellfire? <laughs> I was a deli king. It was good. It was good over there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What'd you get? Uh, Sublaki. Oh, yeah. No musaka. Musaka. They only have like Tuesday nights. Yeah. It's really good. Interesting. I didn't know that they were so uh, Greek oriented. Oh my God! The entire staff. Is it? I haven't been in many years. Pete could go and just be like, hey, Uncle Steve, yeah. <laughs> how are you? Uncle Steve. Whatever, Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> and we grew up next to us. We grew up next to a Greek family. Mm. So, you know, the guy is gotcha. I was, The guy was there. God was told us, thank you. So I learned a new word. I learned how to say. Yeah, you learned the F welcome. word. Who are you, who no, are you kidding? No, Parakalo. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it means. <laughs> when you say the Delhi King, they kind of look at you like. Yeah, he didn't say much. <laughs> Mrs. Hellfire knows how to speak foreign languages, but she only knows the dirty words. <laughs> no, sir. I, I actually don't. I don't. Oh, I'm sure you don't. Um, there's an ice cream place in Wakefield. Mm-hmm. They've got um, Greek ice cream. It's Greek. Uh, oh, I'm blanking on it. Gelato. No, it's the, Italian, you dope. The, the fried <laughs> topping and the uh, oh, really? honey and the walnuts. Oh no, I've never had that. Baklava. Nice. They have baklava ice cream. <gasps> really? It's amazing. I'm in. Oh yeah. Pete. Seriously, seriously. Where's remember, Pete? <laughs> yeah. When you remember the name of the place, have Chris text it to me because I want to pop in. Yeah, we've gone a couple times. With my daughter, my daughter just knows all these places. Yeah. 
Nice. Awesome. That sounds good. Well, sorry. It's all right. It's been your Phantom Gourmet. Yeah, this has been episode. Dying, <laughs> or as we like to say, live free or die in. I see that guy. Corden, She's back. The guy, the funny guy, knife. Yeah. He was doing a commercial about coffee or something, and the woman says to him, "Oh, it's heavenly." And she would just say, "He goes, oh, thank you very much, but we have to focus on the coffee." You know. So. <laughs> It's a great story. Cool. It's a great story. Okay, I'll let you go. Well, right. So this Lacey Evans is like right up there, and Diane's or maybe just if she keeps at it, will will be right there with her. I love the fact that Lacey's finisher is a right hook, and she calls it the women's rights. Yes. I I was just I was we have I haven't seen much of her in ring, but I thought she was awesome, and I mean her finisher was. I'd pop for it. I got off my... Oh, that... Yeah. Hopping moonsault yeah. deal? Yeah, that was great. I... She is just... I mean, she's going to be the main event next year's WrestleMania. I can't wait. Or, or next year's... She'll be in the next year's women's main event, when it, if it happens to be the main event. Whatever. You don't think we're going to get Ronnie versus, Ronnie versus Becky, too? No, I think Ronnie is going to be uh, with child. Oh, okay. We'll see. Yeah. Um, oh man! I, the first time I saw Lacey at a live NXT show, I was like, "This is my favorite woman's wrestler." It, she's, it's not, she's great. She's great, and she's she's good looking. That's definitely part of it. But she's it's way more than that. She is. I love her. Character. She's a lady. She's a lady. She her. was a marine. Thank you for your uh, service. And she's I don't know if you haven't seen her, go out of your way to see her. She's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, baby. Mm-hmm. That's for Pete. Right, we. We talked like that so much after I saw Kiss a few weeks ago, and I forgot to do it this time. I thought you were being Jimmy Hart or no, something. No, baby. <laughs> it's me, Paul Stanley. Yeah. Boston! We're going to have a great time tonight. Uh, I'm sad I missed that, but it was after Raw, and I couldn't. He's ridiculous. Um, moving to SmackDown Live, we have the pirate hooker. I mean, the pirate, Kari <laughs> Zane. I love her mu- theme music. Yeah. I was singing at work today. Dun, 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 uh, yeah. Teaming like up with Asuka. That makes sense. Um, yep. The Intercontinental Championship is on SmackDown. Yeah. Ballers on the blue brand. Yeah, I was Good sad. move for him. Yeah, it was. Although I do, um, I was starting to really come around on him. Um, and I, I'm better about watching, start watching SmackDown now. I do watch, I do record and watch SmackDown, but I tend to flip through it pretty quickly. There's more baseball and shit on on Tuesday nights. It's harder to watch yeah. SmackDown. Yeah. Um, SmackDown also walks with Elias. Yeah, I'm very uh, sad about that. But I also, I, I, I'm backtracking. But I want to say I'm very happy about Andrade coming over. I'm so Raw. excited to see him on Raw. That his match for his battle, one of the best matches I think in. In weeks and raw, it was, was really good. Uh, Bailey is on SmackDown. Good. Ember yeah, Moon is on SmackDown. Okay, that's fine. Lars Sullivan is on SmackDown. Yeah, fine. Heavy Machinery is on SmackDown. I, I never got attached to them. It was only a short run on. Mickey raw. James is on SmackDown. Yeah. Chad Gable is on SmackDown. Yeah. Apollo Cruz is on SmackDown. Peace. Good luck. Buddy Murphy gets called up to the main roster. Yep. Yep. And got, and got a congratulations from Alexa Bliss. By from his fiance Alexa Bliss. Yeah, so good, con- Sean. yeah. So congratulations to Buddy Murphy That's good. getting called up to the main roster. He he made he made himself a star, but uh, Beverly Brothers the last couple yeah. you know the last year or so. So yeah, really good. happy for him. Yep. Roman Reigns. Yeah. 
Roman's reigns of terror on Monday Night Raw is finally over. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait (laughs) until he's the one that beats Kofi. And the crowd just entirely turns on him. Wow, that's a great They'll be like, what leukemia? You just beat Kofi for the title. They're going to be so mad. That... You know, maybe that's his heel turn. I can't wait. I, uh... It's going to be awesome. <laughs> it makes me so happy. Wow, yeah, that's that's going to piss off the crowd. And then in the saddest moment from the entire Superstar shakeup, my girl, Liv Morgan, is now a part of SmackDown. Yeah. Here's one for the Riot Squad. Yeah, what's up with that? To the Riot Squad. Cheers. Yeah. We hardly knew you. You know what? It was working. The Riot Squad was still... I was still into them. They were a gang. Yeah. They were so good together. And there's something about a group of three that just can run longer than a group of two, I think. Right. Um, especially these just smash together tag teams. And look how long the New Day has been together. Right. So that's too bad. I mean, you had Logues. We like to call her Logues. Sarah <laughs> Logan um, was the bruiser. Yeah. You know, Ra... Uh, Ruby was the wily veteran. Right. And Liv was like the super hot upstart. Right. But like it all worked so good. Right. Like if you if you compare them to the shield, you know, Logues is the Roman. Right. I think um, yep. Seth was, uh, Dean Ambrose is the Ruby Riot. Right. And, you know, the wild, you know, the, the wiry one with a lot of potential, mm-hmm. Seth Rollins is Liv Morgan. Yep. Um, hopefully she doesn't get released after nothing works out her way, but I'm, I'm overall yeah. happy with the superstar shakeup. I would have liked to see one more move in particular. Um, well, three moves. Mm. Undisputed era, but we could save that for the yeah. debut on Fox. Yeah. Have them show up day one. Mm-hmm. Um, Pete Dunn, mm. he was, he was UK champion for 683 days, 84 yeah. days, something like that. Call the man up to the main roster. He fucking earned it. Yeah. Um, especially if like they're going to take the strap off Buddy Murphy and move him up. you know, Right. Or move Pete Dunne to 205 Live so he's traveling mm-hmm. with the main roster. Right. Um, and then I would like to see the Revival move to SmackDown. Yeah. I think that would have been a good call too. I think that they're kind of lost on Raw. Yeah. But that being said... Maybe they move... I think maybe the bar is coming to The Bob. bar! Well, there was some rumors about like some travel issues and yeah. people being sick, so... Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if they're splitting up the bar and moving Sheamus to, to Raw. Yeah, that could happen, too. If they need some I'd like to see. I'd like to see Sheamus move to Raw and the Revival move to SmackDown. Yeah, I'd, I'd be fine with that. So that's the Superstar shakeup. It's now trivia time. No oh boy. Can you name the three Eurocontinental champions in WWE history? The three men to hold the WWE, Intercontinental, and European Championship at the same time. Well, one we're going to talk about. Yep. Tonight. One is Kurt, Kurt Angle. Angle. Uh, Chris Jericho? Nope. William Regal? Nope. Oh, Triple H? and I don't count... When Rob Van Dam unified the belts, oh, okay. that doesn't count. Triple H? Nope. Edge? Nope. Christian? Nope. Damn. I feel like I'm in the right era. You me. are. Um, One's a Hall of Famer. 
Okay. If uh, that helps. Uh, Eddie? Nope. Rey Mysterio? Nope. Rey's never been European cha- was never European champion. Shawn Michaels? Nope. Everyone you've named has held both belts except Ray. for Rey. <laughs> wow, at the same time. At the same time. Hmm. I'll give you a hint. So I'll give you one. Nope. One's in the Hall of Fame, and the other was once a member of the Nation of Domination. Okay. Ahmed Johnson? Never European champion. Oh, man. I'm sucking wind on this. All right, last guess. Um, Nation of Domination. D'Lo Brown. Wow. D'Lo Brown's won. And can you get the Hall last one? He's a Hall Chica Chica Hall of Fame. European champion in the Hall of Fame. There's not many. Jeff Jarrett? Yeah, yeah he gets it. <laughs> wow. Took me a lot of Woo! <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, D'Lo Brown, and Kurt Angle, the three Eurocontinental champions in WWE history. That brings us to today's list. Yes. The top ten moments, angles, top ten Kurt Angle memories yep. Yep. in um, in Kurt Angle's career. Yeah. Um, Harder than I thought it would be. I The second you switched it on me, I had my ten literally within, what, an hour? Yeah. I went quick. And then I even have five honorable mentions. Like, I went... Yeah, I love we, me some Kurt Angle. If we did matches, I think it might have been a little bit easier, but like to, to splice in some of this other I stuff. I definitely cheated. Oh, yeah. And I know you did, too. Yeah, yeah. Because some so. of these are a few that are punctuated by a match. Right. Like that. So. What's your um, number 10? My number 10 um, is when Kurt Angle was named General Manager of Raw on April 3rd, 2017. Oh, wow. Okay. And this might be a bit of a reach because... Um, but I think it's a an important capstone on his career. And if you remember at the time, people were sort of sick of um, Stephanie McMahon and Baron Corbin and all that type of stuff. Right. He had just got into the Hall of Fame, which was nice, and it was it was great to see him back in WWE. But it was quite a surprise that he was announced by Vince McMahon. By the way, got a super pop. Um, and just it was just um, it, it gave us basically two years of him being in the picture <clears throat> after being in TNA for so long and um, getting involved with the Shield and everything. It led to all it opened all the doors for that type of stuff and his retirement. So I think it was a crucial moment in his uh, career. I mean, him as GM. There, there's a lot of critics out there. I thought he did a fine job, but you know, he was not as strong on the mic as he was in his early tenure. But, right. But I thought he's the he, worst at checking his cell phone. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's like hitting it like a like an old person. But um, I thought it was um, a nice capstone, and it just stuck on my memory. That's why I made it number ten. That's a great point. Um, you know, his Hall of Fame speech made my honorable mentions. Mm. Um, I think as much as I loved his GM, his time as the GM, the whole Jason Jordan thing kind of yeah. is a 
I don't want to say a black cloud over it. Yeah. But a dark cloud over the, right. the tenure. Like, especially since Jordan got hurt and there was no payoff ultimately. Right. There was no, like, heel turn or anything like that. Yeah. But it, it's definitely, we got we got to love Kurt again. And, you know. Yeah. And, you know, like, guys get into the Hall of Fame. It's like, all right, great. We're never going to see them again. We got... Right. Two more years of Kurt. So I definitely yeah, I, agree. Because of that, I definitely agree that that's a great pick. Yeah, and people wanted a new GM. Like, they wanted, like, a face GM for a while. Yeah, they were sick of Stephanie right. running things. Right. Uh, my number 10 is his TNA debut. Wow. That's um, a good one. You know, it, he left... W- I remember vividly, we left for Mexico or something like that. We were gone for, like, two weeks. And it was announced, and I got back, and I'm like checking, you know, check the wrestling sites first. Tells you why I'm still single. <laughs> but it was like Kurt Angle left WWE, and then it was like, blah 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 blah. Kurt Angle joins TNA. I was like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. But for three reasons, I say his debut was a big thing. You know, he was he was literally he was at the top of his game, the wrestling machine when he went to TNA. Right. It saved his life. Which yep. is a very, like, he's been very open about, like, if wow. he was staying on the WWE schedule and living as hard as he was living, he would have died. Right. Um, and then, as Pete likes to say, I don't like to make light of it, but as Pete likes to say, Percocet Kurt was a machine. Right. He right. was so, and I'm going to talk more about his TNA run later. Right. He was scary good. Right. Like, there, it was next <clears throat> level, like... If he, if Vince could have given him, like, six months to get his shit together... Yeah. And then go back out on the road like I just think of like imagine if we got to see Kurt Angle versus CM Punk in 2007 right, right. like it just it would have been unbelievable yeah we, we a lot of years for a WWE alone watcher like myself I didn't really watch much TNA you know I missed basically what amounted to a decade of this guy's career I mean I didn't wrestle that all yeah. the time but he was there for a very very long time I remember the vignettes when um TNA said we made the biggest acquisition in our history, and then um, they announced him. I remember tuning into that actually, and uh, it was that's a good one. Because through that we got to see Kurt versus AJ, Kurt versus Sting, Kurt versus Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. I was there. We're going to talk about that later. Right. Um, yep. You know all these great matches, but at the same time we missed out on top of his game Kurt versus Cesaro, yeah. right. Sheamus. Punk, right. Daniel Bryan, um, Rollins, Reigns, yep. Ambrose, you know, Sheamus. The list goes on and on of guys that really stepped up. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Yep. You know, yep. we missed out on all of that, unfortunately. But again, because we missed out on that, he's alive. Yeah. So, yep. And we got some other. Kurt still too. being alive is my yes, number that's ten. A, that's a good one. Um, I can't imagine what nine through one are going to be. <laughs> Um, my number nine, we actually just talked about it. It was when he became the Euro the Euro Continental Champion in the year two thousand, for a couple of reasons. Um, I think he might. I think he was the first one. Yeah. Which. Right, and then he. I think he even invented the term. And yeah. Which was great. I mean, anytime you can brag about something like that, and. By the way, he really just started in I think March of 1999. Um, if I'm he made WWF. I'm gonna. WWE. So this is tied into my number eight. So okay. I will comment further soon. Um, gotcha. I mean, he had a meteoric rise, right? I mean, is is the headline? Yeah. 
Um, but the, the other reason I love this, um, him winning both the Intercontinental and Euro title, he then loses um, both belts in a triple threat match where he doesn't take either fall to Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho, which just leads him into being a, just a pissed off prick. He, yeah, exactly. Uh. It's a it's a brilliant angle. Um, and then it ties in with all of his other feuds in 2000, which I'm sure we're going to talk about, so I don't want to get... For sure. Uh, my, my, one, my one point I'll say before we move on, because it's strictly about the Eurocontinental title, I vividly remember him before WrestleMania being backstage during a Raw, talking to a security guard and explaining why one belt is more valuable than the other. <laughs> He's like, the Intercontinental title covers multiple continents while European while the European title just represents the countries of Europe and that was his reasoning on why the intercontinental title was more prestigious <laughs> he's just bothering some stagehand yeah he's just uh, some bald fat old guy in a security t-shirt right. being like what are you talking about right um, oh my god that's great my number nine is when the cheating starts yeah my number nine is his feud with Chris Benoit yeah I picked four moments specifically. Right. His missed moonsault off the top of the cage on Monday Night Raw. Oh, yeah. Which was in the highlight package until what happened happened. Right. Um, His whole thing leading up to the WrestleMania 17 match where he was like, Benoit would attack him backstage with the crossface and he would tap. Yeah. But his whole thing was like, I'm an Olympic hero. I've never tapped out. And he'd be back. I'll, I'll never forget it. He's backstage. He still had hair. He's sitting in a folding chair, just like staring forward. Edge and Christian are on both of his sides, standing up. And he goes, "There's no referee around to make the call. Did you really tap? Almost like if a tree falls right. in the woods and there's no one to hear it, does it make a sound? Like right. if it's not an official match, did I really tap?" And he was obsessed with how important it was that as an Olympic gold medalist, he never quits right. and he never gives up. It was beautiful storytelling. That leads into the WrestleMania 17 match, which we've talked about mm-hmm. ad nauseum, right. it feels like. Right. And then the Royal Rumble 2003 match, which I was there for. Wow. It was such a good match. Like that match, yeah. you know, the, the Scott Steiner Triple H match was rotten, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but this match, that match was so good. And they've mm-hmm. had many, many other matches. Right. But, I mean, I could do an entire episode talking about Chris Benoit versus Kurt Angle. Right. But those four moments in particular, like, I have in my memory. Like, they replayed. That yeah. moonsault was part of, like, the, yeah. the, 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 the opening for Raw yeah. until like 2007. Level. It was like snooker level yeah. type. because he fucking missed. <laughs> right. And it was a moonsault, so right. he just dove without looking. Right. I mean, he's, his moonsault was... Incredible. And Austin doing commentary. What the hell? Oh, it's <laughs> so, great. That's good. I'm going to talk about Benoit later. It's actually not the same uh, ones you just covered. So okay. I'm going to hold off on good. commenting. Excellent. I like that. Cool. All yeah. right. Number eight. My number eight is his hair versus hair match with Edge. And, I mean, in hindsight, how obvious is the winner here? Right. Uh, but it also the reason I picked it is it, it it gives him the look that we're used to seeing now. You know, he's he's the bald curd afterwards because he was losing his hair anyway. Um, but it sort of puts a bow on his you know trio with him, uh, Edge and Christian, which was a great 
Uh, Team Eck. Yeah, exactly. But then, of course, they end up feuding, which, I mean, that's just natural. And then I think it, this even ties into his feud with Hogan, because Hogan, he tried to steal, uh, Angle tries to steal a wig or something, and Hogan kicks his ass or whatever. That's what I was reading about. Oh, yeah, so, Angle, Angle. So this was my number six, his feud okay. with Edge. Gotcha. Um, yeah, Angle started doing, like, the I'm not really bald, and he wore a wig held on by, I don't want to say real wrestling, but... You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, headgear. Mm-hmm. And that's oh, how he held the wig right. on. So Hogan, like, stole it from him. <laughs> that's good stuff. Yeah, if I could have made Kurt Angle being a jackass my number one, it, I would have. But right. I decided to be more specific. But that's a, that's some great stuff. Yeah. Everything yeah. he did with Edge was great. Yep. Um, my number eight, and this is how it ties to the Eurocontinental title... And me cheating again. His first six months. Mm-hmm. So he debuted on television at Survivor Series 1999. So in November, defeating Sean Meat Stasiak. Mm-hmm. He faced Taz in Taz's debut at the Royal Rumble 2000. Taz beat him with the Casa Hajime or the Taz mission. Um, but he choked him out. So Kurt got to play up the I never gave up. Right. I passed out. So he was still undefeated in his yeah. own mind. February 8th, 2000, defeated Val Venus to win the European title. February 27th, 2000, defeated Chris Jericho to win the Intercontinental title. And then, like you said, defended the Eurocontinental Championship (laughs) um, where Jericho beat Benoit and Benoit beat Jericho. And he got to cry that he didn't lose either of his his belts. Right. Um, It's just great stuff. That's good stuff. It actually ties in perfectly with my number seven. Look at us. We didn't plan this, I promise. My number seven moment is him winning his first WWF championship at No Mercy against The Rock. That's my number five. All right. So, cool. I mean, that's basically it, right? It it ties into that because he debuts in the fall on a pay-per-view. He had a couple dark matches and things like that earlier in in 1999. He wins his WWE championship... Within a year? In the 12th month, yes. Yeah. In November to October. And he beats The Rock in what was a really good match. Uh, Shitty finish. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, he got injected into these major feuds. Major feuds immediately, which speaks to his um, capability. And, and Triple H has said this many times, how quickly he, he picked up the business. So, I mean, that's his first of... Um, I think he won over 20 titles in his career. Um, not not heavyweight titles, but right. of all types um, of titles. WWE and TNA combined? Mm-hmm. Easily. Um. Right. But, I mean, this is... And this is The Rock putting him over, by the way. And, and think about the, the time frame of this. This is really the the peak of, you know, Austin and... And rock and yeah, this is leading up to WrestleMania seven X X seven. Right, right. So um, for him to be in that picture against those two monsters right away, um, it speaks to his um, his prowess. So real quickly, American wrestling championships because he also was the IWGP yep. champion. Yep, six time TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Wow. Two-time tag champion, so that's eight. Yeah. One-time X-Division champion, that's nine. WCW champion under WWE's banner, so that's ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, United States champion, 11. World heavyweight champion, 12. 
SmackDown Tag Team Champion, 13. Four WWE titles, 17. European title, 18. Hardcore title, 19. Intercontinental title, 20. So look at you. Yeah. Right on the nose. Yeah. I think it was in like the first paragraph of his Wikipedia thing. Uh, I don't want to bury Horowitz myself over here. No, Barry, g- give yourself a Horowitz. There we go. My number um, seven, Lisa Rock. My number seven is a moment that goes for three years because I'm a cheating <laughs> son of a bitch. But my number seven is King of the Ring legend. Yeah. So in 2000. He defeated Chris Jericho, Crash Holly, and Rikishi to win the King of the Ring tournament. Mm-hmm. In 2001, he defeated Christian, excuse me, lost to Edge in the King of the Ring finals, and then had that legendary street fight with Shane McMahon on the same card. Honorable mention for me. And then in 2002, he makes Hulk tap. Yes. Yep. No one makes Hulk tap. King of the Ring legend. Yep. Kurt also an honorable mention for me, beating Hogan. Who, I mean, who doesn't not only go over Hogan, but make him tap? Right. Um, that's, that's huge. Right, right. And it's, um, the King of the Ring um, has had its bad moments in the past, but, I mean, he made it passable in the early 2000s. Yeah, and like, we always talk about how Sean's Mr. Re- Mr. WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. We've, I've started to agree with you that Brett's Mr. SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Um Kurt might be Mr. King of the Ring. He's got to be. Who else? Who's going to be Mabel or... Uh... I mean, Owen Hart. <laughs> Owen Hart, true. Good point. Good but no, point. Kurt, I mean, you you win it, you have that street fight, and then you know right. you make Hulk tap. That's pretty hard to right. fight with. Right. All right. Or dispute, like a person that speaks English would say. <laughs> I'm a jerk. Uh, all right. On to my number six. Um, I think the McMahon on the street would, would bring this one right away. Um, this is when he brings a milk truck down to the ring and sprays the Alliance. And, um, That's tied into something I'm going to say later. So okay. Please, so, but go right ahead. Please but, continue. So um, I think I know what you're going to talk about later, so I'll leave that part off. Okay. It, it's related to 2001. But, I mean, the Alliance is in the ring, right? And... Um, it's heel Austin. Stephanie's with them, and they, they have like a couple dozen people with them. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm gonna right now while you're talking, I'm yeah. gonna put this up on the Facebook page so you'll right. be able to see it as a YouTube clip. Right. Um, and it's it's just incredible because it was a total reenactment of the of the beer hose, right? Yep. But the crowd when when his music hit, it was almost as big as Austin's pop with the beer truck. And he comes out, and he, um, a couple guys go after him, and he throws him off the front of the truck. He he's chugging milk bottles like like it's Malcomania, <laughs> it's homogenized. Oh my god, Jim Ross makes this moment so much better. Um, and then of course he gets the hose out and sprays the whole ring down, and the place goes crazy. That couldn't have been milk though. Like I'm sure it was how not milk. gross that would it, be. It was not milk. It was uh, white water. I'm sure. Food coloring does wonders, but it, it stands out. It, any any montage of his career is going to include that. It's um, it was hysterical. It just fit into his character so well. It was when he was a face, by the way. He was healed for most of his uh, first tenure, and, and and then switched back and forth quite a bit. But, yeah, absolutely. You know, and people were sick of the alliance. I mean, it, it does tie into the whole invasion angle, which we've 
talked about ad nauseum. It, it, the whole thing was kind of botched. Um, but this was a great moment of it. Absolutely. I love it. That's the good stuff. It's whole milk. <laughs> Jim Ross. Oh, my God. And he, and he takes a cartons and he smashes it. Yeah, he does the bottles. Austin toast, but with right. milk cartons. Right. And I'll, I'm just going to circle this so I remember to talk about it later. I mean, it ties into his Austin feud, but I have a feeling you're... Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to talk about that. that. Um, we already covered my number six, his feud with Edge. Hardcore halftime. Yeah. Wow. In honor of the retirements of Kurt Angle, I decided to talk, pull out a uh, re, uh, newly inducted Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask for your top three... Honky Tonk Man memories wow. slash moments. I figured we could do a whole episode on DX. Yeah. So, and you would just go boring, but... No, no. I, DX has... I I have my moments with DX. I think they're funny. <laughs> um, my top three Honky Tonk moments. I'm going to say him smashing Macho over the head with the guitar. Um, yeah, that would be leading up to WrestleMania 4, I think, or 3. Um, probably 87 or 88 um, but that, he was very much involved um, with the high level feud at that point um, for, I do love them maybe because I love Jeff Jarrett debuting his song so much too but him debuting the new song in Wrestlemania 6 and then getting, hunka hunka <laughs> hunka 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 love yes and then getting interrupted by the uh, merchandise peddlers aka the bushwhackers was was great, um, and then I'm just gonna have to um, say his uh, his win. I don't even know who he beat, quite frankly, to win the Intercontinental title. Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat. Ricky the Dragon, and uh, with the shake, rattle, and roll, I'm sure to kick off that uh, tenure. So he, he beat him with a small package, and really? he's holding on to the middle rope. Really? Yes. Good heel work. Absolutely. As a honky would. So I wanted to put the IC title reign mm-hmm. on there, um, but I didn't. I did the Saturday Night's main event, smashing the guitar over Savage's head, mm-hmm. which led to the formation of the Mega Powers. Oh, yeah. that episode, <laughs> Handshake of Doom. Uh-huh. Um, getting squashed by the Ultimate Warrior at yeah, SummerSlam. I thought about that immediately. Even th- and then the very famous blasting Jake Roberts... Over the head with the guitar on the Snake Pit interview session oh, series. Oh yeah, that's what that's what Jake Jake blames his uh, drug addiction on. Really? He used a real guitar. You ever oh. been hit by a guitar? <laughs> honka 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 love. If if you will allow me, come on baby, hold me tight. <laughs> Tell old honky what you need tonight. We need a honka honka honky love. Uh. It's ridiculous. I'm the one you've been I, dreaming of. You know, you got to, got to, got to have some honky love. I, There's more lyrics here. I love it. You know what? I, I know he's talked some shit about WWE and stuff uh, on the shoot interviews, but it made me very happy to see him back um, wearing, you know, in the full regalia. And, and I love that he wore the jumpsuit. Yeah. That was wonderful. I, you know what? It, 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 it warmed my soul. So I'm happy. We talked about it way back when we did the... the uh, Episode one. Uh, yeah. He was on the list. Yeah, he was definitely on the list. And we said, you know, we're not sure if he's going to ever make it because he's kind of in a tiff with them and da-da-da. So I'm I'm happy that... Did you have X-Pac on your list? 
Or was he an honorable mention? I don't think I had him on my list. I feel like he might have been an honorable mention. Yeah. China was on your list. Yeah, China was definitely on my list. So, you got yeah. two this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hall of Fame was fun. We didn't really talk about it, but yeah, I enjoyed let me, it. Let me give a shout out to um, Tori Wilson's speech, which, because I kind of... She was great. I kind of... It, was, it wasn't out of disrespect to Tori, but I wanted to hear Luna's story, is what I said in the last episode. Right. But I thought Tori's speech was awesome. I loved all the shout-outs she gave. I loved her talking about Finley and saying, like, he's a big part of the Hall of Fame... Uh, excuse me, of the main event um, being a women's match. Right. And, you know, and and being tough on the women and being like, you you can do it. Um, she understood why she, why she was there. Right. Which I respected a lot. Right. She's, I was very impressed by her approach to the speech. Um... I thought DX was hilarious. They were funny. They were. <laughs> Billy, yeah. he'll buy that piss ain't company just to fire you again. Was an amazing line. <laughs> yeah, and then and then Bret Hart getting attacked by the fan. But... I mean, you know me. I'm no I'm no fan right. of uh, of Bret, but even I yeah even I defended him on that one. And you know what the. What what sticks out to me on that is um, in Beverly Brothers. Beverly um, Brothers is the the Brotherhood. Yeah, like Travis Brown jumps in and is in his and in, 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 uh, dash beat dash, the shit out of that guy. Punch on the he guy's got he face. got he got a hockey punch in. Is how uh, I was, boom. It was it was brilliant, and there was like there was almost too many guys to trying to. You know, pull this guy out of the ring. So you know, I yeah, thought it was there's a, a couple uh, guys not trying to pull him out of the ring. There was a couple. It was sure. beautiful. I loved it. <laughs> oh, um, do not, do not ever yeah. get in the ring mm-hmm. if you're a fan. Mm-hmm. Don't do it because you're gonna get the shit kicked out of you. Right. Yeah. And guess you want what? Beating. And guess what? You're trespassing. Right. So they do whatever they want. They got carte blanche. Right. It's like when an idiot jumps and tries to run onto Fenway Park on the grass, and he gets, like, the shit kicked out of him by security. Guess what? You're trespassing. Red Sox up three to nothing against the Yankees right now, by the way. Bruins up two to nothing against Toronto, by the way. Nice. Celtics are down five, but it's only the first quarter. Well, that's good. Good day to be a Boston sports fan. Yeah, change of scenery for the Red Sox. Yes. They need a win. Right. All right. That was halftime. Number... Number five is in 2002 when he, uh, I think at the time he became the fifth Grand Slam winner uh, in WWE history. Oh, that's a good one. And he won it with Chris Benoit. Uh, he won the tag. The first ever SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. In what was the match of the year, him and Chris Benoit versus Edge and Ray. Uh, match of the year is voted by... Um, Two Hall of Famers, one future Hall of Famer, and one asterisk. Right. One would-be Hall of Famer, given, you know... Um, the Pete Rose! Right. Seriously. Of the WWE Hall of Fame. Seriously. And I, I just thought it was a nice... Um, he had so many great matches versus Benoit uh, for him to end up tagging with them against two guys who he's had great matches with and against... I remember being so excited for the idea of him and Benoit teaming up. I was like, this is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. But they did that whole love-hate thing. Right, right. So they ended up, you know... Feuding, uh, feuding. while they were champs. Right, right. Which I hate. Right. I but hate he, I mean, 
He went, yeah. But he wins the he completes a Grand Slam in 2002. So how long has he been around? Three years. He debuted in November of '99. Right, and I'm not. Sure, I don't have the date of 2002 when they won this. When he um, uh, well, we've got the internet. It was in. Un, it was on Unforgiven. Oh no, no, that's not right. That was when he faced Benoit. Um, it was 2002. He won the inaugural tag. Uh, SmackDown champions. There's so many tag belts. Right. It's, so it's hard very to... hard to follow. And who knows if he's even still considered a Grand Slam champion because they probably introduced titles since then. But, um, you know, he did it all within, you know, three years. It's really... Yeah, I mean, November... Where? Why can't I get the reins of the... God, 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 God. God, God Almighty. They killed him. They killed him. They killed him. Will somebody stop the damn match? <laughs> October 20th, 2002. So okay. he debuted November of 99, won his first championship February of 2000. Um, so from February 2000 to October 2002, he completed the Grand Slam. Yeah. It just it just speaks to, um, and maybe this is a good point to part to bring it up, but... Um, so he really got the psychology of it so quickly and he picked up on stuff. You talk about intensity, integrity, intelligence. This is the intelligence. Oh, yeah. Um, sure. Think about – so Ronda debuted um, just over a year ago, right, at WrestleMania. WrestleMania 34. And – And they handed she, her the world title. Right. And um, and this is not a knock on Ronda because I think most people would take – them a long time. Yeah, I'm hard, on, so I'm hard on Ronda, right. but like, what you gonna say? No, right, right. And, and I guess um, Kurt just had a knack for it so much. He he was a performer more than a, he was almost as good a performer as he was an athlete, which is saying a lot. I mean, the guy is one of he's only there's only four uh, Grand Slam amateur wrestling champions meaning they won the NCAA tournament they won the junior nationals they won a world championship and a gold medal in the Olympics. okay and Dan he, Gable yeah and and Kurt is one of those four so I, I bet one of Schultz has got to be one of them um oh no the Schultz didn't win at the Olympics that's right before it's Fox probably um I can't remember the guy oh the Rulon Gardner uh, no, there was a guy that won. He went undefeated in college. I don't know if he won the gold medal. Uh, he wrestled for Iowa. But he all wrestled for Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> but Kurt, Kurt talks about. I mean, he wrestled with Schultz and all, right. and, and he talks about. He was. He was. I think he was part of Team Foxcatcher mm-hmm. before he was. What happened? Happened. Right. 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 But anyway, we're. I've kind of gone off track. But that's all right. He, I told everyone this was going to be a short episode. Right. But, well, for us, it's short. We're an hour and 15 minutes in. He, he's brought in because of all of that... Um, Pedigree and right. legitimacy. Right. But then he, he gets it. He gets the entertainment piece of it so quickly that all these guys are willing to say... And Vince, number one, saying, yeah, he's ready to go in there against The Rock. And he's willing to go yeah. tag with Benoit versus Edge and Ray. Like that's right. I trust you to really have these big matches. Right, it's a testament so quickly. Right. 
we're bringing Taz in. You're going to wrestle him on his first match in right. his hometown. Right. Right. Go do it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's wild. Um, my number five, you already talked about it. Kurt Angle pins the Rocket No Mercy to win the WWF Championship. Right. Um, really no more to say about it. You, you covered it perfectly. Okay. Um, my number four is, I'm just calling it my generic nod to his TNA years. I picked one moment um, when he won. Um, he, he, came, he came in in 2006, and at Genesis, he ends Samoa Joe's undefeated streak. Um, that was a good match. It was yeah. back when I was still watching. Gotcha. And, I mean, this set up, um, you know, 10 years as a major figure in TNA, whether he was wrestling or injured or as a, you know, main event mafia, all that type of stuff. Um, and I love the main event mafia. It was such a cool group. Right, right. Um, I don't know if I'm stepping on your toes with some more of this TNA stuff, but um, he... Oh, no, I'm sorry. TNA, the rest of my TNA stuff is honorable mention, so okay. go to it. So, I mean, he ends up... Um, in a comeback match, they have an Iron Man match at Final Resolution, and he beats Joe three to two in that half an hour Iron Man match. And in TNA, he goes on to feud with with AJ Styles and Sting and Jeff Jarrett and uh, countless others. Um, and it, we we did miss a lot of his prime years as a wrestler. I mean, he was still this was 2006, I think he moved over, mm-hmm. um, and he was still at, at the top of his game. So I, I did want to give a shout out to those years. Um, he he was loyal to TNA too. Once once he got over there, they saved, they saved his life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the he whole, might, <laughs> might have ended his marriage, but right, right. I know the whole Karen angle. Uh, no pun intended. Was um, hey, what happens happens. Right. You know, I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. So he's 50 right now. Mm-hmm. So 2006. Yeah, that was what. 13 years ago? Yep. He was 33? 37? 37? Yeah, it was 13 years ago. So he was 37? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's... For a guy who's in as good a shape as he is, I mean, his 37 is, uh, you know, most people's 18 or 20. Right. You like know? AJ Styles is 41 right now. Oh, wow. So... Yeah. Yeah, he was still so in his good. prime. He was so good. Yeah. So good. Um, my number four... Is Angle versus the Alliance. Mm. Um, primarily, three points specifically. Um, the cowboy hats, uh, excuse me, fighting for Vince's affection with <laughs> yeah. Austin. Yeah. So, like the cowboy hats, the sheriff badges. Yeah. When he had a little ukulele and he was singing Jimmy, Jimmy Crack Corn. Yeah. Jimmy Crack Corn and I don't care. <laughs> I've got <laughs> Olympic gold. Um, the milk truck. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, good old Vince playing off a of tragedy. Yeah. His post 9-11 world title win at the September 23rd, 2001, Unforgiven. And that whole just being Vince's golden boy. Like, I really, Mm -hmm. really enjoyed that. You know, it's Kurt at his best. Being a suck-up, you know, when he doesn't have to be. Like, whenever somebody, like, is super (laughs) tough, but they act like a chicken shit just because. Like, I love it. Like, that's what made Raven so good. Like, Raven was a Marine, you know, before he got into wrestling. Yeah, Scotty Levy, thank you for your service. Thank you Um, for your service. Thank you for your service. (laughs) He was a Marine. He was a legit badass. 
But the Raven character was a chicken shit. <laughs> and there's nothing more fun in wrestling than a chicken shit heel. Right. You know, and Kurt becoming this pussy that just like, <laughs> oh, uh, whatever you want, Vince. Oh, yeah. did, did I do a good job, Vince? Like, and, right. and, and Austin, like Pete shit all over the heel turn two weeks ago. Right. I loved it. The whole like Deborah making chocolate chip cookies thing. Like, it was great. <laughs> Um, yeah, we threw out, you know, I, I texted my brother, who's one of the biggest Kurt Angle fans ever, about some of his favorite Kurt Angle moments. He said, singing with a ukulele, yep. throwing Shane through the glass, yep. oh, yeah. when he wore a wig, which is the whole hair versus hair, right. and the milk truck. So, yeah. you know, we're right on, we're right on point with yeah, everything covered. everybody said. But, like, I remember him <laughs> winning the world title was, like, such a big deal after 9-11. Yeah. He may have dropped it two weeks, six days later at a pay-per-view, right. but, like, it was still just such a cool moment. Yeah, it was huge. It was, uh, it was only 12 days after um, the attacks. Yep. And it was in Pittsburgh. His hometown, right? For those of you who don't know, right? So right down the road from where that the the other plane went down, by the way, the sort of forgotten plane. That's right. Um, near so, the uh, near the Pentagon, or yeah, it was in it was in Pennsylvania. I think it went down. Right, they, they were trying to, to get DC. the Pentagon. Yeah, it was heading towards DC, I believe. So um, for sure, for sure. I mean, they they always. Um, they're not afraid to capitalize on that type of stuff, but it was a it was a great moment, um, and it was a great match too. Yeah, it was very good. So, that's a good one. All right, all right. Um, We're into our top three. Top three, and the fact that two that three things haven't been mentioned yet. Yeah. I think we're interchanging. I think so our top three are gonna line up. I just don't know what yeah. order we're gonna go in. Yeah. Uh, so I'll start. All right. I picked WrestleMania nineteen. Versus Brock Lesnar. Number three! Wow, Look at us cow. matching up. Wow. I, I added that along with his SmackDown yeah. Iron Man match. Exactly. Okay. That's what I... So we, we had the same approach. I said... Look at us. Pick one match, but then I said it leads to the Iron Man match on SmackDown. It leads to the few, which we talked about on Top 10 one-on-one feuds. This was on my list. Um, Survivor Series, Team Angle versus Team Lesnar. Um, the... WrestleMania 19, though, they literally were the last match on. on. Um, they had an awesome match. We talked about it uh, at length um, on the top uh, WWE title matches yep. episode at WrestleMania. And we talked so, about it a lot um, in the last episode, mm-hmm. the uh, top five, bottom five WrestleManias. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, WrestleMania 19 was an awesome one. So I, I don't want to belabor the point on that. It was a great uh, match with, with the... Uh, amateur wrestling intro, and then they they go into their, all their high spots, and Lesnar tries the shooting star press, and you know uh, lands on his that. big fat head, <laughs> he kills himself. But um, yeah, I mean his feud with Lesnar was um, was fantastic. They both were so so good and brought such a level of um, realism to the ring, um, which speaks to how much I value my numbers two and one. By the way. So I'll throw it back you to you. You said it perfectly. <laughs> I think I agree 1,000% with everything you just said. But our two-on-ones are so much bigger Yeah, that it's like, yeah, I mean, all this stuff, everything he did with Lesnar was so good. But, right. I mean, two-on-one, 
Gee, I don't even know how we do this. Um, I think I'm going to throw it to you to start with number two because I just yeah. covered your number three. So we'll see how we land. My number two yep. is the greatest WWE title match in WrestleMania history. Yep. That's also your number two? It's or is my that number your, one. It's your number one. Okay. Yeah. Um, so let's just meld them together. Yep. Your number, your number two... Shawn Michaels, Kurt Shawn Angle. Michaels at WrestleMania 21. Okay, so two, we'll have two conversations at the same time. <laughs> so this actually, this is funny. So this actually leads me to a new idea I want to I wanna try to put out there. Um, and maybe, you know, we have Pete again or Brian or whoever. We can, and there's more than two of us, we can end the show by declaring what the Mount Rushmore of our topic is. Yeah. I was thinking about this today. Yeah, it's a good know, idea. Because, you know, we had... We, you know, we'd come up with a value system on how to kind of work it out, you know, and say, but up, but up, but I guess number four on the Mount Rushmore would be Malcomania, since it was yep. your six and it was my four. Yep. It has the highest value. So, like, the top four, this. If you're building a Mount Rushmore, yep. so my number two, your number one, Kurt Angle versus Eddie Guerrero. Again, yep. greatest WWE title match in the history of WrestleMania, wow. I think. Yep. Um, one thing that I thought was really important, and I and I wrote it down. I really wanted to be clear about it. It cemented Eddie's legacy right. and Eddie's greatness. You know, right. Eddie won the world title. Awesome. Now prove you belong there. Right. And that's what this did. Yeah. Um, I loved. Oh my god, I love that match. We again. Yeah. We at, we went ad nauseum last week talking yeah, we about did. this match too. But you know, it just it bears repeating, and it it, it just shows you how great. How great, great, great Kurt Angle was. Yeah. Or and, is. And you talk about um, psychology is such an important thing. And, and what sticks out to me in this, um, I mean, he played the great heel, like, oh, I'm, a, I'm an Olympic hero and you're a drug addict and all that type of stuff. And um, I remember this sticking out to me. Especially now, you see the guys come out and they, they do their crowing at the, at the top of the ramp at WrestleMania. Uh, Angle comes out and he's staring at Eddie the entire way down, like he was so mad at him, so disgusted with him, and just like for being this, Mexican. Yeah, and this, yeah, right. And he's just stalking him, stomping down to the ring, and it was so intense. And um, that's why it's my number one because I just that just burns in my memory. And I think he, um, I haven't read much about his relationship with Eddie, but I'm guessing that they were good friends, and I'm sure he respected him. Oh, loved they Eddie. loved each other. They yeah. had they had a legit fight backstage one day. Yeah, because they were both kind of uh, yeah not in the right state of mind that right, day. Right, oh, right. I shouldn't do the sniff. I don't know what they were on, but right, um, right. you know, they, neither one of them were in a great state of mind at the mm-hmm. time. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, from everything I hear, you know, they Eddie Kurt loved Eddie. Oh, I bet he loved him. Um, so yeah, they're two peas in a pod, right? They're t- like kind of perfectionists, and um, but but entertaining, and, and and both understood psychology. That is so important. It's so easy just to be a regular. I shouldn't say that. It's not easy to be great in the ring, but it, it's a next level. That that's what's going to win you the money, right? Is is being. I think anybody, not anybody, but you know, nine out of ten wrestlers are going to be good. Mm-hmm. Nine out of ten wrestlers can put on an entertaining match. Right. It's to be something special like Kurt, mm-hmm. like Eddie, like the guy that's part of my number one. Mm-hmm. 
even Brett, who I don't love, but there's something, <laughs> but you know, there, there, there's a handful of guys, you know, Dwayne and Steve, and you know, there's a handful of guys that have that little something extra that just that yep. just makes everything they do so good. You know, Triple H is like that. Everything he does is just so good and believable. Right. I love it. Right. Yeah. No, I think um, I think you put it nicely, and um, it's it was a great match. The whole like the shoe t- coming off, like we talked about last week, and everything. Such a smart finish. Yeah, it was it was great, and then he's Eddie uh, Kurtzwell bullshit afterwards, and everything. So it was great. Yeah. Um, before we get to one slash two, honorable mentions as we do every week. Yeah, I have. Um, Three hundred and seven. No, I have. Uh, I think we talked about most of them. So, um, putting Cena on the map in two thousand two, uh, having a great match with him. Uh, I didn't even think of putting Cena on the map. Maybe he yeah. just comes so mad that he put Cena right. on the map. But <laughs> that's a great one. But it ties into what I mean. We thought he was going to show up. We thought Cena was going to show up to take him on at WrestleMania. That's a good point. So, um, his match versus Triple H at Unforgiven two thousand. Um, it sort of ties into... We didn't really talk about the love triangle much. With That's the, one of my honorable mentions, yeah. trying to hook up with Stephanie and all that stuff. <laughs> it's great stuff. I mean, they quickly moved on from that um, to, to get him into the main event uh, right. scenes, but it was good stuff. Um, I threw on the IWGP match versus Lesnar, which is critically acclaimed. I've never I've, seen it. I've never seen it either, but I'm, I'm, sure I'm going to have to go back and check that out. Right. And then finally, I mean, he had his run-ins with The Undertaker, of course. He had a uh, a match in No Way Out in 2006, um, highly rated. Um, All that they, stuff they with his cross. twin brother. Oh, yeah, that's they right. Did the old switcher. Well, not his twin brother, but his brother looked a lot like him. That they did awesome. the switcheroo a couple of times. Yeah, I'm glad um, we talked about that because I loved, I loved the thought that he put into everything, and, including your number one, my number two, just to take that feud to the next level and, and it's stuff that only a few guys would do I've mentioned that before yeah so um, my honorable mentions like I said earlier his hall of fame speech trying to hook up with Stephanie his <laughs> TNA lockdown cage match with Samoa Joe at the Low Memorial Auditorium they treated it more like a shoot fight in a cage really? it was really interesting it was huh. really good and I got to see Samoa Joe crowned wow. a world champion for the wow. first time in his career which is really cool that's pretty cool um Subtle thing, like uh, when when Rhino debuted and Kurt was afraid of him. <laughs> like, just the comedy and the timing. When, when Rhino debuted on Raw to help Edge and Christian win the title, mm-hmm. and they went backstage and, in, and introduced him to Kurt, and he's like, Hi, I'm Rhino. And Kurt's like, Holy shit. <laughs> Hi. It just, it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and then an honorable mention that I think is worth um, mentioning. Ha <laughs> Um, at one point in TNA, he was feuding with Samoa Joe. They were tag champions with each other, and they had a match where the winner would be the sole possessor of the tag mm-hmm. titles. Kurt won and held the world, X Division, and tag titles at the same time. So he was a triple crown champion. At once. At once. So like a legit <laughs> triple crown champion. That's great. People wonder why TNA has problems. Right, right. Hey, I mean, if there's anybody to have three titles at once, at right. least he wasn't. At least he didn't own the tag titles by himself. He did. Oh, he did. Yes. Oh, he he, he, he beat won. Samoa Joe. 
for the tag title because they were they were champions together. It was <laughs> during that whole un, un, um, not unforgiven, whatever the f- surrender mm-hmm. banana, whatever the hell you said pay per view they wrestled at. Um, <laughs> they had the weirdest pay per view names, but Kurt beat Joe to be like. So they were no longer partners, mm-hmm. but Kurt had the belt, so he had to find a partner. Gotcha. I think he ended up using AJ AJ Styles, but it was great. <laughs> At one point, he held all the belts on the company by himself. Wow. And people say Triple H puts himself right, in Right, seriously. Order. That's funny. All right, finally, my number one, mm-hmm. your number two, I will default to you, my friend. Well, I'll just mention, um, I mean, we're... What I listed is the match versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 21. Hell yes! But it's really the feud with him. Um, the, it was an interpromotional uh, feud. Michaels is on Raw, Angle on SmackDown. And I just loved all the layers to it. Um, you know, it basically was like, who's the best? You know, who's the best right. in ring performer? It's not uh, about titles or yeah. belts, it's about who's the best. Right. And. I loved it. Um, the match was great. We can talk about that. But um, Angle bringing back um, Marty Jannetty and beating on Marty Jannetty. Yep. And then we got the one day only Rockers reunion on Raw. That's right. That's right. I, I forgot about that. Um, then he brings back Sensational Sherry and sings, I'm a sexy Kurt. I'm just a sexy Kurt. <laughs> sexy Kurt! I'll make your ankle hurt. Ankle hurt. Oh, my God. And then he put her in the ankle lock. <laughs> then, yeah, he t- taps her out. Oh, my God. Um, it's just so brilliantly done leading up to it. Um, and, the, and then the match was fantastic. So I'll throw it back to you um, to, to talk about the match and, and then all the other aspects. Of as the far as a quality of match is concerned... Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not I'm not fair to WrestleMania. I continue to put Steamboat Savage as the best WrestleMania match I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. This is the closest I have ever gotten wow. to the best WrestleMania match I've ever seen. Um, I mean, who am I? Right. I'm Where a, does it rank on your... Is it number two on your official list? I think if I went back and rewatched, I pro- I might I might finally, eventually... Mm. Make this number one. Wow! Someday we got to do top ten mania matches. Wow! Because that'll be a fun one. Um, every year I do my list, like you do your Rumble yeah. um, oral history. Yeah. Um, I do one for WrestleMania, and every year I'm like, man, I look like such a homer because there's so many Michaels matches in my <laughs> top in like my top twenty because I rank them one to three hundred and change. Like I rank all of them. Yeah. But in my top twenty. Sean versus Kurt. Sean versus Jericho. There's a lot of Brett in there, too. Brett versus Austin. Brett versus Owen. Um, Sean versus Taker, one and two. Um, There's a lot of good stuff in there. But who am I? I'm just a guy with half a podcast. (laughs) In Shawn Michaels' book, Heartbreak and Triumph, Mm -hmm. his autobiography that he did, he talked about that match and how he offered to put Kurt over and I believe tap to the ankle lock. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched the match in a while, so I forget how it ends. I think yeah. it's with the tap. Yeah. But Bobby Heenan was there. Really? Yeah. R.I.P. Bobby, we love you. Yep. Bobby Heenan was there, and he pulled Sean aside. He goes, that 
is the best match I've ever seen. Really? If Bobby Heenan yeah. is going to say put his stamp on it and say that's the best match I've ever seen. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Sorry. Yep. End of story, right? Yep. Arguments closed. Bobby yeah. Heenan says it's the best match he's ever seen. Bobby Heenan, you know, next to Vince and probably got all dry are. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody has watched as much wrestling yeah. as Bobby Heenan did when he was around. Yeah. Sorry, but... Yeah. That's um, a great point. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember reading that in the book, and I had to go back and double check it. But it was like, if Bobby says it's number one, yeah, um, it's yeah. number one. So that, it's a, that's a great point. That whole spot, I, I I remember it vividly. The the God of Hellfire and I and a few other people were watching WrestleMania downstairs in the basement of Virtue, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> The spot where Kurt, they're on the apron, and Kurt's trying to German suplex him mm-hmm. yep. on the apron to the outside. Mm-hmm. And, like, Sean's just holding on for dear life. And they're basically, like, Pert's, Pert, Kurt's almost, like, perpendicular with the floor. Like, he's leaned back. He's pulling Sean back so far. Yeah. And then, like, Sean does the moonsault onto the table, like, misses and hits the That's side right. of the table. That's right. It was a spot he brought back a couple of times, but like that match was just so intense. And it's, you know, this one guy who people can't believe he's still going because he was gone for four years. And, mm-hmm. you know, Kurt is just, I know I've said it a few times, but just a wrestling machine. Yeah. A machine. <laughs> right. Unbelievable. Yeah. No, you put it nicely. And, and uh, the Bobby Heenan piece is a nice touch because. We love Bobby. Like, like we've made jokes constantly, many off-color ones, and he's like sort of off limits. Um, oh, you mean like when I say dead? <laughs> right. Maybe we don't do that about Bobby. Right. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I think um, those feuds. I think about all the all the gigantic feuds he's had with Eddie, Sean, Lesnar. AJ, Sting, Edge. Jeff Jarrett, Edge, Triple H, Triple H, Rock, Rock, Austin, Rock yeah. Austin. I mean, he Hogan, he's feuded with all of them. I don't think I've ever seen him, except for when he had recently came back and he couldn't really move. Mm-hmm. Um, from the day he debuted and wrestled Sean Stasiak mm-hmm. until the day he left TNA, I don't think I saw a bad Kurt Angle match. Yeah. Like, I saw some so-so Kurt Angle matches. Yep. But I don't think I saw a bad Kurt Angle match. Yeah. He was not out there going half-ass. He didn't know how to do that. He had... You don't get to be um, an Olympic medalist or or even an NCAA champion in wrestling right. by by beating around the bush. Well, I, the way I like to look at it is, like, you know, they did so many loops when we were kids. I'm sure Hulk... Even Brett and sometimes Sean had their Lowell Memorial Auditorium match. Mm-hmm. They had their Worcester Centrum match, and then they had their Boston Garden match. Like right. they they depending on the size of the crowd, they had the match that they were going to do. Sure. Not you're absolutely right. Not Kurt. Kurt was yeah. every night was Madison Square Garden for mm-hmm. Kurt. Every night was the Olympics in the gold medal bout. Um, intensity, integrity, yeah. intelligence. That's awesome. So I think um, I kind of like the idea of the Mount Rushmore of the topic. So I think it's, yeah. it's easy to say 
two of us, our Mount Rushmore of Kurt Angle is the feud with um, the Mel- Melcomania. Yep. Brock Lesnar. Yep. Eddie Guerrero and yep. Shawn Michaels. That's that yep. is so. That's going to be at the end of every episode. Before we tell you next week's topic, I think we'll probably convene, maybe pause for a few minutes and discuss it. So yeah. you don't have to listen to us go, oh, this looks like we're Stephen A. Smith. But I think, you know, the the two of us today, we share the top three. And then my, yeah. you know, your four and my six are so close together. Nothing yeah. matched as close and as top, close to the top. So I think ending every episode, declaring the Mount Rushmore of a topic yeah. is a good way to end it. Milk Truck, Brock Lesnar, Kurt, uh, Shawn Michaels, Eddie Guerrero. That is your Kurt Angle Mount Rushmore. We hope to bring you the top 10 uh, fantasy booking, mm-hmm. you know, stipulations with episode 28. Um, unfortunately, Brian's got to travel a lot. So if he can't be with us and we got to de- delay that another week, did you have a topic in mind or you got something burning in your pocket that um... you've wanted to do for a while? No, I don't. Ha- I don't have um, my emergency pull string. So I don't in case of uh, in case of emergency, break glass. Yeah, it's not going to be a Steve Austin episode. Um, <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin powers. Do I make you horny? What? Um, so, in case of break glass, in case of emergency, next week will either be. And this is the only. This is the last time we're going to do this. You know, if you can't do next, if you can't do one of the next two episodes. We're just going to throw that epi- that topic out with the bathwater. Next week will either be, or next episode, episode 38, 2028, excuse me, will either be Fantasy Booking the Road to WrestleMania 36 or the top 10, that's a topic that's near and dear to my heart, the top 10 Intercontinental oh. Champions of all time, wow. baby. Wow. And I think that one's going to have a lot of... Spirited debate. Spirited debate, and, and you know, while we may keep some guys the same, I think they're going to be scattered. Yeah. How much stock do you put in yep. 434 days? Yeah. How much stock do you put in nine reigns? Right. Which... Or was it a vault to, like, Angle had the Intercontinental Champion, he's a great champ, but, like... That doesn't represent his career, right? He was a WWE champion. And, right. You know, That's a very good... Uh, you know, how many people are defined by the Intercontinental title? That's a great point. Because, you know, do Sean and Brett right. make it onto the list? Or is it going right. to be more Razor, Jericho, Miz, Mr. Honky, Mr. Perfect? Yeah. I mean, for years, I was like, it's Honky and Perfect, one and two. But, right. like, the last couple of years, like, the things that Miz has done with the Intercontinental title yeah. have been amazing. Shelton Benjamin was a great yeah. Intercontinental champion. Um do we talk about the madness? Oh, yeah. yeah. So many people we can talk about. Yeah. Stay yeah. tuned next week. My uh-huh. Might be this, might be that. I don't know what it's going to be. Cup of coffee. Yeah. Cup of coffee. With 10 count wrestling. Yeah. We gotta, and we got to tweet this at Kurt Angle, by the way. Maybe we can get him to listen. I actually, this morning, tweeted out. Oh, thank you to Eric Bischoff for retweeting the show. By the yeah. way, I he's I don't I doubt he follows the show, but hey, he did it. So he retweeted the show, which helped out. But today, 
Ten Count Wrestle, because Ten Count Wrestling's too many letters, <laughs> we tweeted out, episode 27, top 10, at Real Kurt Angle Moments recording tonight. Oh, yeah. Let us know what your number one moment is. So, yeah. he has been tweeted that we did a show dedicated yeah. to him. I love it. I, love um, it. I, added, I added you on that. Are you nice. at Wickerman2k11? No, that's Pete. That's Pete. You're at CY Moment? Yeah. Okay. Wickerman211. I know it's not from Dude. Nick Cage, but I love it. <laughs> Um, I'll explain why I'm CY moment that that didn't. Yeah, we can do that off air. (laughs) So that's all we got. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next time. Ten compass.